I'm always excited about preaching. I'm never really fully prepared to preach. Really, I'm not. Sometimes I wonder what I'm going to say. And sometimes I blunder. And sometimes you walk away and wonder what I said. But it's a blessing to take the scriptures and read them. It's exciting about the blessing of the Lord. And uh, if you've got that tablet, pull me up a little bit so I can get a little more juice here. And um, I don't want to wear my voice out. It looks like I'm going to be preaching every, every night till the rapture takes place. But anyway, uh, we, we started a new series in Psalms 18 tonight. And Psalms 18, we're talking about bright spots or hot spots in the book of Psalms, verse 18. And uh, if you don't mind, let's stand for the reading of God's Word, Psalm 18, the song... Uh, Psalms is in the middle of your book. God has put a song book in the middle of the Bible. And notice what it says in verse 1. We're going to read down to about, oh, verse 22 or so, uh, 23, I guess it would be. Don't know that I'll cover that much ground, but we are going to travel. Verse 1, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, my high tower. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. The sorrows of death can Compassed me, and the floods of the ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about. The snares of death prevented me. In my distress, anybody ever been in your distress? In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God, and he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even unto his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wroth. There went up smoke out of his nostrils. Boy, he was mad, wasn't he? And fire out of the mouth, out of his mouth, devoured. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, and darkness was under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and did fly. Yes, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion around about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. At the brightness that was before him, His thick clouds passed, hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest came, uh, gave his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomforted them. Then the channels of the waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast and the breath of thy nostrils. He sent from above, 
He took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my stay. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me, and because he delighted in me, he delivered me because he delighted in me, and the Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands, hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. I want to use for a subject tonight, when God comes out to fight. You may be seated. When God comes out to fight. If you haven't noticed, the Psalms many times has a large title. When you just read it, you see Psalm 17, Psalm 18, Psalm 19. But many times they'll put at the beginning of the Psalm the title of the Psalm. And the title of this Psalm is really long. It says, To the chief musician, a Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spoke unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. What a title. That's a long title for chapter 8, uh, verse, uh, Psalm 18. What you need to understand, though, is that this same song is mentioned in 2 Samuel chapter 22, almost completely identical. It is a song that's sung in 2 Samuel chapter 22 at the closing of David's life. Now, this Psalm 18 was written while he was running and Saul was out to kill him. This song that David wrote was written 15 years before David became king. So this song was his whole life. Every battle, this song was used, I believe, by David. I believe it was the battle hymn of his republic. Are you listening to me? It's not uncommon for soldiers to sing a song as they go off to war. And I believe that this song, I didn't read it in a commentary, I didn't find it, by some, you know, professor that knows everything. I do believe that they sang this song going out to battle. I think there's, hint to, there's a hint to it in some places where he said, I kept your law before me always. I kept that before. And I think he's referring to the Ark of the Covenant. When they go out to battle, the mercy seat, a picture of Christ. Inside the Ark of the Covenant, the broken um, tablets of the law, the law of God. The, the uh, Aaron's rod that budded, almonds, that wasn't attached to a root, but it was Aaron's rod. Then the manna that was angel's food. And they would take the Ark of the Covenant out into the battle. And I believe that David is referring to how he would go out to battle and that God would be the one that would be with him as he approached devastating battles in enemies. 
2 Samuel 22 is repeated. Uh, Psalm 18, it repeats Psalm 18 because in chapter 23, you have the last words of King David. In chapter 24, you find King David punished for counting the tribes of Israel, to count, of counting the people, putting his trust in his might of his armies, and God punished him. In that chapter 24, David is punished in his old age because of his sin. Then in 1 Kings, David in chapter 2, verse, chapter 1 and chapter 2, King David dies. So we say that, and I share that with you to show you that this song was a long, long time. It was carried, it carried David through. And I want to say to you, if, if you fight battles in your life, this psalm will carry you through. Yes. And you need to understand, when God gets in the fight, things change. Amen? And I'm talking about when God comes and gets, you know, when God comes out to fight our battles. What an awesome God we serve, an awesome God we love, and we give him praise. So I believe this song was sung many times as David. And, and according to the second chapter of Acts, is it okay if I ramble just a little bit? Peter, in the second, uh, in his preaching, and I, I wouldn't say that in some places, you know, can I ramble a little bit? Because, old oh brother, I've listened to a lot of preachers ramble before. But, but nonetheless, usually with a long sermon too. But anyway, um, Peter said in chapter two of Acts that David not only was a patriarch, and a king, but he also was a prophet. And in preaching the crucified one, we shared Psalm 22, which was written by King David. And only a prophet could nail that down and identify that a thousand years prior, Jesus coming to be crucified on a cross. So this vision that David sees in Psalm 18, and I think that's what it is. I think he saw a vision of God coming in glorious power. Kind of like a Ezekiel thing, you know? I believe David saw God coming in his splendor and his glory. Now, before I get started into him coming in his might and his power, I just want to point out something that just blesses my heart. Verse of chapter of Psalm 18, there are nine titles or names for God. Nine. Those nine titles are my rock, that's where David stood and stands, my fortress, that's where David lived, my deliverer, that's who David trusted, God, that's who David revered and honored, strength, from God, for David needs strength along the way. Buckler simply means a shield. Aren't you glad that God can shield you? Amen. Horn of my salvation, that is an anointing, where David was anointed king of Israel. And the anointing, the oil anointing of our salvation. And then you have high tower. You can see way out there. Amen? 
you're on your high tower looking way up there. And you're saying, boy, devil, are you going to get it? God's coming. Devil, boy, you are going to get it. God's on the way. God's my high tower. I don't see in a, in a place of a bloody battlefield defeat. I see above God coming in its glorious might and power. This verse 2 is a my, 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 my verse. The Lord is my, 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 my God. Notice over and over again, it says, my deliverer, my rock, my fortress, my strength, my trust, my buckler, my horn, my high tower, my, 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 my. Woo! And I want to say to the devil, when you mess with me, my, 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 you're going to get it. Amen? When we're going through a hard time, looks like we're going to be defeated. Just shut up. My, 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 my. Jesus is my rock. He's my fortress. He's my savior. He's my deliverer. Boy, is my enemies going to get it? Because I'm going to sing about it. I'm going to praise God. And God inhabits the praises of his people. Amen? I love that, don't you? Now, notice in verse 4 through 6, the sorrows of death can pass me, and the floods of the ungodly men made me afraid. The sorrows of hell compassed me about, and the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, what did he say? In my distress, I called unto the Lord, and I cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of where? His temple. Well, at that time, there was no temple. There was a tabernacle in the wilderness, but the temple wasn't built until Solomon built it. David prepared all the material. So David's talking not about a temple on earth. He's talking about the glorious temple of God in heaven. He said, in my distress, in my, I cried out to God, and he heard my voice out of his temple. And my cry came before him even unto his ears. I got God's attention. Woo! I was in trouble, and I sent up a flare toward heaven. I cried out to God, and he heard me. Not only did he hear me, he heard me in the holy temple. He heard me in that temple. He heard my cry. And the Bible says that the Lord came out of his holy temple. Now, God's moving now. That makes the battle a whole lot easier. God's moving. That makes the storm a whole lot easier. God's moving. That makes heartbreak and, and turbulence in life a whole lot easier when God's moving. It's when God's not moving, when you suffocate in the dead air of disbelief and fear. But we are electrified and and, and, and blessed by the life-giving power of Jesus Christ. He came out of his holy temple. Boy, when he came out, did he come out. Verse 7, he talks about what he did when he came out. The Lord came down in raging power. I love this. David sees a vision of God coming. It's kind of like Ezekiel. And David says, when he came out of his temple... 
The earth shook and trembled. The foundations and also the hills moved were shaken because God was angry with the wicked. There went up smoke out of his nostrils. Boy, that's really mad. Fire out of his mouth devoured the coals and were kindled by it. He bowed, folded up the heavens also, came down, and darkness was under his feet like he was descending like a, like a, like a, uh, a chariot of fire, descending to the darkness, coming down, saying, hold on, I'm on my way. Hold on, I'm going to fight the battle for you. Hold on, I'm going to bring you out. He bowed the heavens. He just wrapped the heavens and clasped the heavens as he came down. Darkness was under his feet, and he rode upon a cherub. Isn't that beautiful? God's riding a cherub. And boy, he did fly, the Scripture says. Verse 10, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He came down in great power. Notice what it says on, on the reading. When he came down in verse 12, well, back up to verse 11. We don't want to miss a verse because this is too good to miss anything. Kind of like eating apple pie. You don't want to miss a thing. He made darkness in his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. At the brightness that was before him, thick, his thick clouds passed, and basically they passed away hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice. What was his voice? I'm a coming. I'm a coming. Hold on. I'm a coming. Hold on, David. I'm coming. That's what God's saying to you and I. Hold on. I'm coming. I'm coming for a church. I'm coming to take you home. Hold on. I'm coming in power. And we'll hail the blessed hour. So I'm on my way, David. The Lord thundered in the heavens, and the highest came in his voice, hailstones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomforted them. That's the enemies. Then the channels of the waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast and breath of thy nostrils. Woo! Can you see the picture? David said, help! David said, I'm afraid. David said, I need strength. He cries to God's holy temple. God hears him. And God says to the angels, I'll be back in a moment. And God jumps on a cherub, begins to ride down the story uh, heavens to uh, collapsing the heavens behind him. Descending in the darkness, lightning and flashing the voice and trembling, and the earth shakes. Mountains collapse, and God is pulling his arrow out. He's shooting arrows at the enemy. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. The wind is blasting behind him. He's moving in a great... Uh, great capacity, arrows scattered the enemy. He shot out lightnings and discomforted him. So glorious and so powerful. This is a song David's singing. This is a vision he saw of God. No wonder I believe it is the battle hymn of his republic. 
No wonder, no wonder he sung it not only at the time of 15 years of, of, uh, of wandering when Saul was king, 15 years, and there Saul trying to kill him, his enemy trying to kill him. No wonder when he got the vision. <laughs> when he got the, I think he did get the vision. Well, he didn't just sit down and write this. I don't care how smart David was. He didn't sit down and write this. Who, who in the world could sit down and write this? He had to see a vision. And he wrote a song. He said, God's coming on a cherub. He's coming down. He's shooting arrows. And he said, I'm on my way, boy. I'm going to take you through. I'm going to clear it up. And David says, the power of him was so strong that the channels, verse 15, of the waters were seen and the foundation of the world were discovered at thy rebuke, O Lord, at the blast and the breath of thy nostrils. What does he mean Then the channels of the waters were seen? The foundation of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. What he's saying is when the Lord came down, riding upon a cherub, fire and lightning coming to earth, quaking mountains collapsing, the heaven is folding up. He just collapses, and he comes riding, saying, I'm on my way, David. I'm coming to fight your battle. You shoot an arrow there. God shoots an arrow there. God shoots an arrow there. Knocks them down. Because our God is a man of war. He brings them down, and he tells David, I'm on my way. And I'm not only on my way because of you, David. I'm on my way because your son of David is coming. See, this is a messianic psalm as well. This is about Jesus as well, son of David. Isn't that beautiful? Woo, praise the Lord. What does it mean the channels of the waters were seen? It means that God came down with such force that the oceans parted like the Red Sea and you could see bare ground. Just God blowing back the waters as he descends to earth to bring Victory to David. Isn't that good? No wonder he sung that song. Amen? I love it. He, I, I think it is a song he sung. He sung it not only as a young man, but he sung it as an older man getting ready to die. He came from above. Look at verse 16 through 18. He came from above. The Lord was my stay. Isn't that good? 16 to 18. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me. For they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity. But the Lord was my stay. Amen. You're going through a hard time? God says, stay there. I'll fight your battle for you. You go into a horrific time, a time of turmoil in your life. God says, hold on. Stay there. I'm on my way. He's coming in furious power. He's riding upon a cherub. He's on the way. Come on. He's coming. He's coming. Hold on. Stay there. Let the Lord be your stay. Amen. Let the Lord be your stay. But the Lord was my stay. By the way, the Lord has been my stay for many years. 
He's my stay tonight. The Lord is my stay. Stay in the Bible. Stay in love with Jesus Christ. Stay in prayer. Stay waiting on the coming of the Lord. Visualize his glorious power. I'm on my way. Riding upon a cherub. I'm on my way. Hold on, son of David. Hold on, David. I'm on my way. Isn't that good? And I didn't preach myself happy. Well, I wasn't sad when I got here, but anyway, the Lord was my stay. Verse 19 through 23, he delivered me because he delighted in me. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Now, I want you to notice David is speaking in this vision, verse 19 through 23. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he what? He delighted in me. He brought me into a large place. He delivered me because he loved me. He delighted in me. Now, David is speaking in this psalm. The Lord rewarded, rewarded me according to my righteousness. Whoa, hold on, David. You're getting carried away here. Hold on, David. Bless God, I, I've been living for God. According to the cleanness of my hands? Really, David? Really? According to the cleanness of my hands, he has recompensed me? Oh, come on, David. You got to be talking about your son of David. You got to be talking about your son, Jesus Christ. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. I think that he's referring there to the Ark of the Covenant. You know, I may be bad, but I'm not as bad as my enemies. Hello. At least we honored God, even though the pagans didn't. For all his judgments were before me. I think that's the Ark of the Covenant. And did not put away his statues from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquities. Now, honestly, when I read that, I say, come on, David. Come on. We know about Bathsheba. Come on, David. We know, we know about your past. Yet you're talking about the cleanness of your hands, the perfection of your life. Well, there's a little key to this Psalm 18 that I want you to notice. Verse 23, I was also upright before him. I kept myself from mine iniquity. There it is. David agreed that he had iniquity. Whatever it is that I'm weak in, I've kept myself from it. Isn't that good? David is basically saying this. My weakness, I've kept myself from it. You'd never hear of David doing a Bathsheba thing again. Right? But he did do a Bathsheba thing, and it was wrong. Murdered Uriah, it was a horrible thing. But he goes on to say, I've kept me from my weakness. I've made sure that I didn't repeat it again. I made sure that I've been sanctifying and I've kept myself from mine iniquity. Now, everybody in this room probably has something that you would have to say, mine iniquity. 
Everybody in this room, there's something that you wrestle with. It may be that you're, you've got a hot head, you've got a bad temper. It may be that you've got a loose tongue and you gossip a little bit. It may be that you, you um, like the ladies, gentlemen, and the ladies like the gentlemen. It may be a sexual thing. It may be whatever it is, whatever your weakness is, Jesus Christ wants to deliver you from that because that's what it means in the Lord's Prayer or the model prayer, delivers from evil. Delivers from evil. Lead us not into temptation, but delivers from evil. That's what it's all about. And so Jesus comes to deliver us from evil. And when David said, I've kept myself clean, it didn't mean he meant he was clean. It just meant that he didn't repeat the, not, the sin that he did in the past. It just simply meant that I've been a good boy to this point, God. Amen. Uh, you wasn't expecting this kind of preaching tonight. And honestly, I wasn't either because I didn't prepare a whole lot. But anyway, I did read the psalm, and it's beautiful. But let's just stop and think about this for a minute. David, or not David, Apostle Paul mentions this psalm in Romans 15. And when he mentions this psalm in Romans 15, actually he quotes a verse. Let me go there real quick. I don't want to mess up next Sunday night's message, but in verse 49 of Psalm 18, Therefore will I give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and sing praises unto thy name. That is only said of the Messiah. Romans 15 verse 9 is the repeat of that. Apostle Paul quotes this verse. And so what we need to understand is that what God did in David's life and what God does in your life is a sum total of the coming son of David, which is the son of David, Jesus Christ. And the sum total of David's victory is his son that's coming. And the sum total of my victory is the son that came. His name is Jesus Christ. That's the total of my victory. That's it. And so David says, when I go out to battle, I'm going to sing this song. <laughs> How can you lose singing smokes coming out of God's nostrils? How can you lose God's collapsing the universe. How could you lose? God's crushing the mountains. How could you lose? He's blowing back the waters in the sea to bare land. How could you lose? He's riding a cherub. The wind's behind him. He's shooting arrows. And he said, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Lord, you're my rock. You're my fortress. You're my stay. You're my salvation. You're my buckler. You're my Lord. I love you. I trust you. And God says, okay, let me fight your battle. Let me fight your battle. And that's what Jesus is all about, fighting our battle against sin and death. Jesus fought the battle and won on the cross of Calvary, rose again from the grave. Amen. So let me encourage you with the title of this sermon, When God Gets in the Fight. 
when God gets in or comes out to fight. How many would like to have God come out to fight? Amen. <laughs> I could stand a little bit of ride hooks from the Lord against my enemies. I don't mean God's going to go out and beat people up. David kind of saw his enemies as people, but I see my enemies as deception coming from people, not people. Storms and heartbreaks and Please hear me and hear me well. There is such power in music, such power in praise. You'll never praise yourself into a hole, but you can praise God out of that hole. Are you listening to me? There's such glorious power in music. And David says, I'm going to sing this. And they're going out singing this. Can you see the soldiers with David? Ha, God's coming breathing fire. He's collapsed the universe, folded it up, descending like a, a, a mighty, and they didn't know in our day, but like a mighty ship that's come back from the moon, breaking open the darkness and the atmosphere. He's coming down. Coom. Ground zero. Boom. And God sits on his chair and says, what's up, David? And David said, oh, nothing. You got it taken care of. Amen? And David says to all of his soldiers, okay, grab a shovel, bury these people. And the Old Testament, people were the enemies. In the New Testament, people are not your enemies. Because we have a revelation that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and darkness and rulers and high places. That we need to understand that. We don't wrestle with people. We wrestle with the devil, with the powers that be. If you're going through a hard time tonight, and I know Charlie, when he was really deathly sick, this psalm kept ringing in his heart. And there's a reason for that. Because this psalm is called the victory psalm. This is a psalm that I think got David through his whole kingship. And he sang it as he was dying. Isn't that good? And I think when they went out to battle, they would sing this. And the soldiers would be so encouraged. <laughs> God's on the way. He left the temple. He's headed this way. Glory be to God. No wonder David wanted to build a temple on earth for the Lord so he wouldn't have so far to travel. David wanted to put the cherub out of business. We just looked to the temple and cried out to the Lord for God said, my heart will be here perpetually. My name will be here perpetually. This is the temple that Solomon erected that was the blueprint of, I believe, the true temple in heaven. And God said, if you'll, wherever you are, if you'll face that temple, if you'll face that and look to me, I'll come. 
I'll come. Well, when I got saved, he came. Don't understand everything, but there's one thing I understand completely. Sometimes we need to just stay. We panic before we need to. Just stay. He's on the way. He's coming. He's coming. I said, He's coming. See, I got a loved one in the, in the graveyard. He's coming. Now, your loved one's not in the graveyard. Their body's in the graveyard, asleep. But he's coming. Jesus is coming. You're going to bring your loved one with him when he comes. We'll be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. God's coming. Amen? Yeah, the last 20 years... The last 20 years, and, and you don't even have to go back 20, the last 10 years. Unbelievable things have happened because Jesus is coming. Amen? Now, you can believe what you want to believe, but this COVID-19, all this panic and fear, the political arena and a quagmire confusion, you can believe what you want to believe. Israel at odds, the temple's trying to be rebuilt, things are going on. All that is about God saying, I'm coming. It's all about I'm coming. Who would have ever dreamed that things would be so different than they were 10 years ago? And if you go back 20 years ago, it is extremely different. Why? Because in a week's time, the mark of the beast can be instituted. In a week's time. In one week. One world currency, the mark of the beast can all be done just in a week or two. That's it. Ready to go. That's because he's on his way. Just, just stay. He's our stay. Amen? He's our stay. He's on his way. Don't lose heart. Don't lose your faith. Don't lose your courage. He's on his way. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. The voice of the archangel, the trump of God. The dead in Christ, that's those that are sleeping in Christ, shall rise first physically. And they which are alive and remaining... <laughs> You're either alive or your remains. We'll be caught up into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. I'm coming. That's what God's saying. I'm coming. You think the world's in a mess? It is because God's coming. Everywhere you look, there's signs of his coming. Everywhere. Amen? Now they talk about UFOs, unidentified flying objects. I'm not talking about a husband and wife getting in a fight, newly wedded, plates flying around. 
Scientists would like you to believe that there's other life forms out there. I want to tell you right now, they are, and they're called demons. Amen? And whoever shows up, if they show up in a spaceship and say, hello, here we are. We've come from a far land. Don't trust them. Because they don't come from a far land. And I'll tell you this, someone asks, is there life on other planets? Well, I'll just say this. If there is, Jesus is Lord. Nothing changes. No matter what happens, my faith's not going to change. Because that just shows me God's bigger and 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 bigger. He's my, 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 my God. And I want to say to this world, my, 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 boy, are you going to get it. You better come to Jesus. My, 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 boy, it's about time. Amen. You like this Psalm 18? We're going to get into more of it next Sunday night. But let me say to you that are struggling, I think there's some people in this room right now that you're just on the, you're just hanging by a thread. You're just on the edge. You're hurting. Let the Lord be your stay. Don't give up. God has a plan. God has a way. And there's nothing he cannot do. To Jimmy, there's nothing God cannot do. Oh, I know some things he can't do. No, there's nothing God cannot do. Nothing. He's supreme. There's no one but him. He answers to no one but himself. And if you hear a preacher telling you, well, there's something, you know, God can't do this and God can't do that, you're listening to the wrong preacher. Because the truth is, God can do anything he wants to do. He doesn't have to answer to anybody. He's God. That kind of opens up a whole new faith in your prayer life. He can do anything. Amen? I mean, he can just take us up into heaven right now while I'm preaching. I mean, he can just take us right up into the throne room and God says, all right, line up, and he can spank us all. Send us back to church and say, see there, I can do anything I want to. I'll tell. Nobody would believe us. Right? Nobody would believe it. So don't worry about it. Stand with me. We're going to give an invitation. We're glad that you came. I love this Psalm 18, don't you? Good stuff. He's on his way. He's on his way. He's got everything we need. There'll be a funeral tomorrow, another funeral Tuesday. We'll be preaching about what happens after death Wednesday. Just a lot of things, information coming my way. A lot of information coming your way. Don't give up. Don't faint. Stay true to your Lord. Because he could come before morning. Amen. Come before morning. And if he doesn't come by morning, he'll come the next morning. I don't know when he's coming, but I'm ready. I'm ready. 
Holders open.